Amy at 50 KFUO. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcast. Search out KFUO Radio, and that includes the program you're listening to right now, which is a moment on the lighter side, right here in the middle of this Monday afternoon's The Midday Moments program. Well, it's almost Christmas time, and it's our final interview with a very interesting guest. We've been talking with one of the sheep that was there at the very first Christmas, a sheep by the name of Robert Elisus, Elisus, a mouthful, and McGillicuddy's his last name. Man, that's still a mouthful for me. It is, man. I'm simple. All my friends just call me Bob. Yeah, and that's short for Robert. But not too short. No, Bob. (laughs) I I just want to tell you how helpful your comments have been about Christmas. Now, why is that, Mr. Duncan? Well, Bob, having heard the story so often, we forget how surprising it really is. For example, as you reminded us, one would expect God to announce the birth of the Savior to the leaders of the world, to the kings, to the princes, to the priests. But instead, the recipients of the birth announcement were a bunch of unknown shepherds. Shepherds whose names are still unknown, even to this day. But that is the pattern of God's action, uh, picking a puny slave nation to be his chosen people, an unknown shepherd to be king of those people, selecting common fishermen and tax collectors to be his chosen twelve. As Jesus said, he, he came not for the righteous, but the sinner. It's also surprising to realize that angels do not create faith. All this time, I've been looking for God to give me some special, spectacular sign, and then I would believe. But now I realize signs don't give people faith. The Word of God gives people faith. Although sometimes God does attach His Word to signs. However, usually not spectacular, fantastic signs, but common, ordinary ones, well, like a baby in diapers lying in a manger. And, of course, he does the same thing today, connecting his word with the common water of baptism or the simple bread and wine of the Lord's Supper. You know, come to think of it, Mr. Duncan, it's surprising that God would stoop to use something as common as human words to accomplish his wondrous works. Uh, One would think God would have something more spectacular than mere language to get the job done. But you know, from the beginning, he used human language to accomplish great miracles. Why, creating the world and (laughs) creating faith. Well, hold on now. You're getting pretty profound there. Maybe even a little too heady for myself. I must say you're pretty smart for a sheep. And also you're stepping a little bit on my territory because that's what KFUO does. We proclaim the gospel in words. Yeah, and and I appreciate the comment about me being pretty smart for a sheep. But I'm not sure how to take that, considering that they say sheep are some of the dumbest of God's creation. Uh, Still, yeah, I'll I'll take that as a compliment. Well, and it was intended as such. You know, if you like surprises, Mr. Duncan, then I have one more to share with you. It's the surprising thing the shepherds did after they heard the angelic choir and saw the babe in the manger. Well, tell us, what was that surprising thing? Well, if we're not supposed to believe something just because an angel tells us, I don't suppose a talking sheep 
would be considered any more reliable. Uh, so why don't you read what the Bible says the shepherds did? It's right there in Luke chapter 2. Oh, and always, my Bible is right here, open and ready. And if I do have a flip a page, as I said in prior conversations with you, I'm really fast at that. But if we can have a talking... Thanks for rubbing sh- it in. Yeah. Thanks for rubbing it in, because, you know, with my little hooks, yeah. it takes me forever to just even turn a page. Right. But that, that's good. Go ahead. I, what were you yeah, going to say I can do it really Bible? fast, you know, with my thumbs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't have thumbs. I'm just continue, would you please? Okay. You're making me feel bad. And also, this week, my Bible, bad. My, my, my Bible was already open to the page, because if I can have a talking sheep, I can know what page I'm on as well. Right. <laughs> so, it says, And when they, the shepherds, saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. I'm sorry, I don't see anything surprising about that. I mean, after all, they had heard and seen that night. You would figure they would want to share it. You know, there's a point there. Uh, So often we make evangelism into some kind of chore or uh, obligation, uh, when really the the best evangelism is just knowing that God loves us and sent a Savior. You just let them know there is hope. Uh, So you're right. Uh, Nothing surprising there. But read on a few verses later. Okay. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Again, what would be surprising about them praising and glorifying God? That also seems like a natural response. And you're right. That's not the surprising thing. It's what else they did. Read that verse again. And the shepherds return glorifying and praising God. I'm sorry, Bob, I just don't see what you're trying to get at. Ah, They returned, Mr. Duncan. They returned. They returned where? I suppose back to uh, the Judean hillside, back to you sheep. But don't you see how surprising that is? They are the first eyewitnesses of the birth of the Savior of the world. Why, why, one would think they would have given up the rather ordinary task of shepherding and, and gone on to be regulars on the talk show circuit. Can you imagine what Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Fallon would pay for an interview with someone who actually heard an angelic choir? Oh, okay. I get your point. Sure. Oprah would have booked them right away. Maybe on a special episode, even, when she would give away sheep to everyone in the audience. At least you think they would have gotten a book deal from one of the major publishers. But, of course, there was no TV or book publishers back then. True. But wouldn't you think at least God would have sent these men off to be missionaries to the uttermost parts of the earth or or use them to be great church leaders? Could you imagine the enthusiasm and conviction with which they could deliver the message? You know, you have a really good point. After all, they had heard and seen. You think God would have had some special purpose for them. Ah, but he did have a special purpose for them. The special purpose for which he had created them. And that was to be shepherds. As I said before, we sheep are not the sharpest knives in God's kitchen drawer. (laughs) But without our shepherds, we can't even, well, we can't even turn the pages on our Bibles. <laughs> and we can't do anything as basic as, as still waters and green pastures. <laughs> Give us a map and we don't even know which way is north. So you're trying to tell me that your elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor, are you? Yeah, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> so you really were glad that the shepherds didn't go off to be missionaries and instead return to you, the flock. You know, I'm thinking about it. I don't think we could even push the buttons to get to the elevator. That's true. 
Well, well, anyway, uh, that night those shepherds saw things that others could only dream of. But others would be the missionaries, the, the gospel writers, the church leaders. These men just did what God gave them to do, and nothing could have pleased the Lord more. You know, the same is true for you. Hmm. How so, Bob? You know, people think that when they become Christian, everything has to be different. Oh, they have to do something special, like, like go off and be a missionary, or maybe work for a Christian radio station like KFUO. And is there anything wrong with that? Oh, not at all. It is a good thing God calls some people to do special things. But for most people, when they become Christians, God just wants them to go on doing what they have been doing. Somebody has to take care of the sheep, fry the burgers, fix the leaks, and write the memos. In these daily tasks, we are serving people, earning money to provide for us and our families, caring for folks, and that's really all God wants. You know, Bob, it's true. After a man becomes a Christian in many ways, what he does is no different than the day before. Outwardly, there is really no difference between a Christian shepherd and an unbelieving shepherd. And yet, there is all the difference in the world. Because a Christian shepherd does what he does, praising and glorifying God. Which is to say he does all things in faith. He does his work, but in the end, he knows it is God who makes all things work together for good. Should he fail or falter, he knows he has a Savior. It makes the task all the lighter. And I just thought of another difference, too. He does what he does in love, not just doing a job. Like the shepherds, he cares for the sheep because they're God's creature. He earns a living so in love he can provide for his family. You know, that's a very powerful insight, Mr. Duncan. You know, for a radio guy, you're pretty smart. I'll take that as a compliment, too. It was intended as such. Now, Bob, I really have enjoyed our time together. And before we come to a close, there is one other question I would like to ask. Why did you get stuck with such a long name? I'm not sure about the length of it, but the name does make perfect sense. And what is that? Well, take the initials and I think it will all be clear. Robert R. Alicious A. McGillica. Oh, Ram! I get it. I suppose I could have been Elsie Worthington Eunice, but then I would speak in a slightly higher pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, Mr. Duncan. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at kfuo.org.